Hello, and welcome to episode three on Paving the Way podcast. It's Seth Amoa, also known as Essay. I'm here with Kenny Jean-Louis, AKA KJL. And today we're here with someone that, you know, I played with in the past, and he went on to do big things and still doing big things. Never shots from the moment. You know, a great, a great, 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 great basketball player, Mr. Kenny Fred Cherry. Merci. Yo, Kenny, merci d'avoir accepté l'invitation. Euh, je t'ai appelé directement, t'as dit Freaky. J'ai dit, OK, le gars, il se rappelle de Freaky. OK, c'est tout, tout, tout est chill. Le gars, le gars m'a accepté mon invitation. So. <laughs> so, so hey, direct. man. Hey, I appreciate you guys for having me today, man. You know, I think what you guys are doing is really, is really a great outlet for today's generation. And, uh, you know, I really salute God. I really salute you guys for that, man. And, uh, you know, it's big for the today's generation to learn about uh, to, uh, the older guys, uh, how, how they overcame challenges, uh, to give them advice. And I think what you guys are doing is big time, man. OK. Respect, man. So, I appreciate that, man. la première question, tout le monde voudrait savoir, c'est quand tu as, as commencé à jouer au basket? Je sais, tu viens du centre-sud, puis il y avait un centre communautaire. So, tu peux me parler un peu, c'est quand tu as commencé à jouer au basket? Et puis, je sais aussi, yeah. ton frère, je sais, ton frère aussi était une, une grande influence. So. Yeah, man. Mais quand j'ai commencé, quand j'étais plus jeune, j'avais quoi, 12, 12, 12, 13 ans, parce que je me suis vraiment commencé à concentrer pour le basket. Mais pour être honnête avec toi, mais ça n'a même pas commencé au centre-sud, ça a commencé dans les parcs à l'extérieur, tu comprends? Euh, on avait un parc qui était pas loin du quartier, qui s'appelait le parc des vétérans. Puis, euh, comme tu as dit, mon frère, il jouait là avec ses gars. Puis, euh, et on, on, allait, on allait là chaque jour, on allait regarder, même puis on. On, on voulait toujours jouer, mais on était trop jeunes. Mais tu voyais les gars, tu voyais les gars, tu voyais les gars se battre, les gars compétitionnels. Puis oh, ça faisait du bien de voir mon frère rentrer à la maison, puis parler de oh, on a gagné contre ces gars-là, bah, 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 ça faisait du bien. Donc j'ai vraiment commencé à m'y mettre au basket de là, puis c'est ça. Okay, okay. And like, I know from there you you were, you played at Jean Mons, right? Jean Mons right. High School. So I, like, walk me through it. Like, how was it? Like the, I guess. You know, coming from especially the neighborhood you came from, and then going to Jean Mons, and then you know having a, I guess, organized basketball and all that stuff. Like you said, playing from the streets and organized basketball is two different things, right? So tell right, us, how right. did you transition that? And you know, I mean, it was easy, man, because like I said, my brother played there as well, man. He played for that same coach, man, Martin Dussault. Kenny Jean Louis knows him pretty well. Who is who? Who can you elaborate more on, Martin? Uh -huh. Martin. Martin Dussault, yeah, Martin Dussault. He was the coach out there, and he coached my brother as well. So. I knew I wanted to play basketball, so I wanted to go to the nearest school to my house, and John Moss was the school. And over there, man, you know, I got the chance to, to play for some great coaches, man. I got the chance to play for some former players. Uh, I, got to, I got to be around great basketball players, man. At the time, uh, I, don't, you, I don't know if you guys remember my BZ, he was there. Yeah. Um, Musa, uh, Jean Kelly, all those guys know how to play basketball, so it was always Ali, fun. To, Ali, too. Ali, yeah, exactly. So it was always fun to compete with those guys, and you know, and I kept growing to, uh, throughout the years. Okay. And and why you decide to make the switch to Jalmans to Park X? Like when that happened? Actually, I didn't make a switch because I I was still playing. I only didn't play for Jalmans my last year, bro. But uh, the reason why I went is because my coach at Centre Sud, uh, he was really close with Nelson. And you know, the funny thing about this, man, I'm going to tell you guys, I've never told anybody that, but I'll tell you guys, uh, I wasn't even supposed to go to Park X at first. Oh, no. But, uh, at Janma, uh, Moussa, and all those guys were playing for Page. And oh, they always was like, yo, so they were always saying, like, Kenny, we're going to bring you to Page. We're going to bring you to Page. But every day it was just like 
all right, we'll go, we'll go. But we never actually made that happen. Mm-hmm. And right before, right before I went to Parkex, I remember a week ahead, a week before that, uh, I met, uh, I talked to Jay. You know Jay from Monarch? He wanted yeah. me to go over there as well. So yeah, okay. He, yeah, at the time he was like, yo, we got a six foot point guard. He was, he was already dunking. And you know how the mini baskets was already loaded. You yeah. the Mamba? Yeah. Dunking on everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mamba, yeah. But uh, I ended up going to Park X, man. And uh, it was, it was yeah. amazing, man. I walked in that gym and, you know, I felt that heat. I was like, yeah, they hooping in there. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I walked in, I see this guy with his long arms. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Kevin right there. Because I remember yeah. my coach was talking to me about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. C'est, c'est sûr, c'est sûr que tu ne regrettes pas, comme avec toute ta carrière, puis comment ils t'ont aidé. Est-ce que tu peux parler un peu de comment Nelson t'a aidé, Henry t'a aidé, puis jouer avec des euh, bons joueurs comme Kimi t'ont aidé? Comment tous eux t'ont aidé? À... Je me rappelle quand je, suis, euh, quand je suis arrivé à Parkex, comme je ne connaissais rien, je ne connaissais rien du programme, je ne connaissais rien des autres joueurs, des coachs. Mais euh, quand je suis arrivé là-bas, les gars m'ont accueilli comme si j'étais un membre de la famille, tu comprends? Puis, euh, la sorte que je peux apprécier, puis big shout out à Nelson, John, Henry, et puis tous les coachs qui a Jay. Non, for real, bro. La, la, première, la première chose, c'est quand je suis arrivé, même, les gars m'ont accueilli comme si j'étais un membre de leur famille, comme c'est dit. Puis, Nelson m'a pris sous ses bras tout de suite, tu comprends? Il m'a pas, il m'a pas, il m'a pas exclu du groupe, il m'a gardé dans le groupe, puis oh, je me suis senti comme si c'était une place pour moi. Puis, j'ai considéré Nelson, John, tous ces gars-là comme si c'était mon autre grand frère, tu comprends? À l'extérieur de la maison, alors, mais c'était, c'était très facile pour moi. J'ai, j'ai, j'ai grandi avec une grosse relation avec Kémy et euh, Kevin, puis on a grandi de là. Euh, et puis on a continué, man, on a continué à travailler. Puis après ça, man, c'était, c'était juste l'histoire pour moi, tu comprends? Yeah, and I, and I hear that, it's true. Like Park X, you know, playing at Park X, like a family, yeah. you know? Right, like, exactly, Nelson, man. Close knit. Exactly. You know? And Nelson made sure exactly. that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Even, even, even me, man. Like I only played one year, my last year, and I didn't know like I'm new. And the first day it was like, yo, bro, you're part of the family now. I don't care if it's only for one year, but ball. Exactly, man. And, yeah. the, and the main thing I condone for Kex for, man, where I feel like that was really big time was making sure guys kept their grades high, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he made sure he looked at everybody's report cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, I think uh, nowadays kids don't probably realize that they probably don't even do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, but if if your grades weren't right, he wasn't playing you. Right. He did it with everybody. He didn't he didn't give no slacks to nobody. You know, even Kemi, right. Kemi got a taste of it. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, so, man. Exactly. So you know, so that that was really big, and you know, my mom really loved him. Uh, my mom, I really 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 appreciated what he did. My bro, shout and, out to Nelson, bro. And then after and that, they, and after that, they help you move to um, this. Wait, before we get to that, I want to know because, like you said, when you came in Parkex, you really didn't know anything, like you know. And you're an underdog. Everyone's like, who's Kenny? You know, like, we don't know who to, you know? And then right. the way you improved every year was, you know, was, you know, I, t- talk me through it. Like, how did every year, what, what, did, what, what made you commit to the, you know, I guess the practices, the work ethic for you to improve that much each year to get to where you were at by the end of the year, uh, you know, juvenile? To be, to be honest, man, is, uh, when I came to Park X, man, is, is, I, I knew – Coming in, I knew Kemi was the big name in you know in the, in the, in the country. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, Kemi was the best bantam in yeah. Canada. Kemi was just dominating. You know what I'm saying? And and I understood that. I, I understood that. I just wanted to come in and get better each year. And you know, one year, uh, my cadet year, which I really feel like was my best year and my one of my favorite years, mm-hmm. is just because Nelson gave me the opportunity to unlock myself. So he put me in cadet and he put Kemi juvie. He played with you yeah, guys, Juvie. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. I stayed cadet, me, Fred, Max, Malik, and all those guys. And, you know, it was my chance to kind of 
take control of a team, so. uh-huh. but be, but also, you know, being able to share with those guys, you know, a little bit and be able to like take my game to a whole nother level. Cause that year I remember sitting down with Nelson and he was like, I think we're going to keep you in cadet. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, Oh, that's, that's really big. And at the same time I was playing with Jean Moss. So I'm, at that, that year I'm playing a lot of basketball, man. I'm just mm-hmm. Jean Moss parquet, Jean Moss parquet. And I'm working out. So I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of reps in. I'm getting a lot of, a lot of games in. And for me, I think that year gave me the ability to unlock. And, you know, I just moved forward. I kept getting better working out with Henry, uh, playing with Team Quebec. I kept getting better over the summer. And, you know, man, the uh, sky's was the limit. Were, yeah, you, um, were you playing for uh, Jean Mons while you were playing with us, with Park X, your, your last year? No, no, yeah. no. That my last year before I go to DC, I didn't play with Jean Moss. I only played for Park X. I just wanted to lock in with Park X, and you know, just get as much workouts with Henry, get get to talk to him, uh, get to learn more before going to the states. Yeah, we so went. Made, we, we, we went under. We went undefeated that year. Just for right. who? With, with, oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we. Yeah, 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 yeah we lost the finals. I heard, huh? Yeah, I got hurt. I got we, hurt, bro. We lost in the finals. Against Unmute, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Against Unmute. That was a good team. That was just a great battle, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I want to know, so what, 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 like, what made you, what, what, what made you have the decision to go to D.C. and go join Kemi and Archbishop? Man, it's just, I think over the years, Nelson, Henry, I think they, they see me improving. They see my game going to another level every year. And I, mean, I just kept getting better. I just kept getting better and better. And, um, I remember um, what year was that? I think 2008. Uh, Kenny was there. We played with Team Canada. Ah, uh, Team Canada, Team Quebec. Mm-hmm. You remember that we played against uh, Team Ontario and in, uh, in, uh, Prince Edward Island. Yeah, and I think went against uh, Corey Joseph. I remember. I think after that game, I think a lot of people caught, kind of saw that. Okay, this guy could do something special, and I think you know they gave me the opportunity to to go to DC, man, and you know I just ran with it. Yeah. Do you, do you have a quick message? Because I know there's a lot of high school players who go to the States right away. So do you have, you, you've been through there. So can you give just a quick message to the guys who's about to go to the States? Man, I think it's just to, to appreciate, appreciate what's given to you, man. And just to not, you know, take days off and to, to just know that, you know, you're trying to make an opening for the next guy coming in. You know, my thing was uh, when Chris Joseph went, And uh, Kemi had to go after. And if Kemi wouldn't have did good, then I wouldn't have had the chance to go. You know what I'm saying? So my thing going there was I need to do good so the next guy can be, can't be like, oh, Kemi fucked it up for us. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. my, th- my thing was really, you know, I just wanted to, to, to take advantage of the opportunity. Uh, I, was, I was really grateful when Henry and uh, Nelson said, okay, I think it's your time to go. And I actually went up there for a tri- not a tryout, but I went to play five on five. You know, the coach wanted to see me, wanted to see what I was able to do. And, like, that door was open for me, and I just stepped yeah. in, you know. And I was and I was those two years. It was great. It was great. Me, it was easy. It was easy because Kemi was already there. Yeah. You know, so when I walked in, man, big shout-out to Kemi, because when I walked in, man, he, he introduced me to teachers. He introduced me to, to, to people I needed to know, to guys that were on the team. Like, it was very easy to me, you know. If I, w- if I was over there by myself, it probably would have been a different situation. But knowing that Kemi was there, everybody loved him. He was playing well. You know, it was, it was an easy transition. Okay. Is, um, you're okay. Uh, you're uh, at Archbishop. What's the, di- what, like, what's the different levels, like, was this, like, between Archbishop and, I guess, the league here in Canada, you know, like, the competition level and all that? Man, when I got to D.C., 
first of all, like at the time when I went to DC, it was the best league in the state. Like the WCAC was the best league in the state. Like teams had 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 five NBA players on their team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I get up, I get over there. First game of the season. I remember that. I remember, I'm, I'm never gonna forget that day. So first game of the season, we play against the Matha. The Matha has five NBA players: uh, Quinn Cook, Victor Oladipo, Jerry and Grant, Jeremy Grant. They had Mikael Hopkins. Oh and, you know, That team was stacked. So that's my first game going across, you know, going across. Yeah. That's my first game. I'm used to playing against guys in Montreal, you know, yeah. guys, you know, less aggressive attitude. Yeah. And Kemi's not playing that game. So I go up there and I'm warming up and I see those two guys kept looking at me throughout the warm up. And it was Quinn Cook and Victor Oladipo. And they just looking at me like doing two line layups. And I'm like, yo, what, what the fuck are these guys are looking at? Yo, ball went up. I seen those guys just jumped on me. I finished that game with like four points. After that game, I was like, oh, yeah? oh, fuck. I, I fucked it up. I think they're going to send me back. I was tired. <laughs> and, you know, and you know what's crazy? Like, Kevin was on the side laughing. I wanted to fight him so bad. Oh, and, man. You know, like, like, I kind of dragged that all the way for, like, a couple of days. And after that, he was like, man, you'll forget about it. Like, you know, short-term memory. It's just it's your first game. It's the first time for everything. And, you know, like, Kevin kept my head up that day. And, you know, we just we just kept going. And next thing you know, man, it was I kept going up from kept there. Going you know, up, I huh? just, yeah, I just got used to it. I think I just needed needed that first punch, and you know, I just kept I just kept fine. Okay, c'est bon. Puis uh, directement après ça, t'as as été juco, right? Ouais, je suis allé okay. juste, juste, je voulais savoir c'était quoi ton euh, ton comment tu pensais à qu ce que on a eu Kimi à l'autre épisode. Puis il a dit que il a pensé à aller juco, mais finalement il est juste allé NCA directement. Mais toi, tu as été Juco, puis après, tu as allé NCA. So, tu pensais à quoi? Pourquoi tu as allé Juco et pas aller NCA directement? Pour être honnête avec toi, je ne connaissais rien de Juco. Man. Je ne connaissais rien. Moi, je pensais juste aller Division 1. On prend aller directement Division 1 et de là, pouvoir trouver le contrat professionnel. Tu comprends ce que je te dis? Puis mm -hmm. Là, j'entends parler que je dois aller Juco et je dois faire deux ans parce que je n'ai pas comme clear pour le NCAA Clearinghouse. À cause que j'ai gradué, j'ai gradué ici à Montréal avant d'aller euh, au States. Et si tu fais ça, la meilleure chose, c'est d'aller au moins cégep deux ans et oh, comme ça, tu seras, auras quatre ans aux États-Unis. OK. Donc, okay. so, moi, je suis allé au States et j'ai dû aller du coup. Puis, euh, yo, du coup, c'était juste, c'était juste comme c'était un de mes lowest, lowest time in my career, you know. I'm still playing, but ça, c'était un des plus lowest time because I, I didn't know nothing about JUCO and, you know, me going JUCO, I, I think I put, like, I put in so much work and I was like, I was so disappointed. Uh, I felt like I needed to go D1 right away. But, you know, come to find out, JUCO was the best thing that happened to me. Yeah. You, you were all American, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so to tell us that, that experience at JUCO, because a lot of people in Montreal, right? Like, a lot of kids go to JUCO, they go, ah, but then I heard it's like a dog, like it's... It's, you know, I got some serious bro, stuff out there. Bro, Juco, for real, Juco was a grind, man. It was really like dog on dog, man. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I think Juco is what actually started, like, creating Kenny Cherry, to be honest, man. Mm. Like, just the grind, me being isolated. I was in Missouri. The closest thing was a Walmart. It was probably, like, 20 minutes away, you know what I'm saying? So, I didn't have a car. Uh, all you had was the gym, class, and the dorm. Mm -hmm. So I walk my first my first day out there. I walk I walk on campus and I walk in the gym and all I hear is like guys talking about yo my mama this or my mama that. Guys is competing, 
But, you know, I come to find out that, you know, some, some of those guys had kids. Some of, the guys, some of those guys coming from D1, they just needed a better offer, better opportunity. So those guys, those guys are hungry, man. You know, those guys are going to battle with you. So, you know, you know, me walking in there, you know, all the guys are just looking at me like, yo, who is this guy, you know? And I had to make an imprint from day one. I had to make an imprint from day one. My roommate, my roommate was an All-American well. And uh, he kind of looked at me, man. Like, uh, I remember uh, us being in the room on our first night, and uh, he had the bottom bump. I, got, I had the, uh, the top bump. Um, and I'm just laying down, and there's a ceiling in front of me. You know, that's how close I was to the ceiling, like oh, the bunk bed. And, you know, he's just telling me, like, listen, this, this team's called Indian Hills. They're a great team. They're number one in the country. They have 10 players out of 12 going D1. So me, I'm laying down. I'm just, little do he know, I'm just creating my kill list. Indian Hills, you're in my kill list now because when I play against you, I'm coming after you. Now he's breaking it down. Oh, there's this other guy. He plays for Iowa Western. He got Creighton under his belt. You got to come see me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I started really creating that dog on dog. I need to get what you get. So you know what I'm saying? So that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. Yeah, I, I remember, like, because I have you on uh, social media, on Snapchat, and sometimes you would snap, like, people who's in front of you in the draft, people who's in front of you. And then me, I was looking, I was like, damn, like, okay, it's going to go at that guy. I don't know who that guy is, but I'm just going to go at, at that guy. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm just coming after you, man. Like, really, Juco kind of really put that, that killer, that real, that real killer mentality inside of me because I knew those guys were coming after me, man. Everybody's trying to get a Division One offer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of those guys, men are NBA worth level, you know what I'm saying? But they just don't have the grade or something happened throughout their life. And, you know, they just landed here. But those guys can go, man. Those guys can hoop. And then why why you decide to go to Baylor? I'm sure there were a bunch of school recruiting. Yeah, years, so. you know, that's how I, that's how I want to know. Um, man, Baylor, man. Like, it's three things really that pushed me, like, that led me to go to Baylor, to be honest, man. The first thing was the coaches. Um, the coaches were just amazing, man. Like, they, they, they recruited me every day. When I literally tell you every day, like, I'll go to bed, they'll call me to pray with me before going to bed. I got a game, they'll call me before the game to pray with me about the, before the game. I have a That's... bad game, they call me to talk about the bad game, what they, what they saw. And I kind of saw that. I'm like, but he's not even coaching me. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So we kind of build that relationship. And uh, we kind of bonded throughout the thing. They, they, they met my mom. They met my brother. They came here to see Nelson, Joey. And, you know, from there, we, it, was, it was just it was an easy decision, man. And, you know, what's crazy about all that is that uh, at the time, I had, I had, like you said, I had a bunch of schools recruiting me, man. But my top schools I really loved was Baylor, Louisville, and uh, I really liked UCLA, man. And at the time, Naira, Naira Field. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out to Naira, by the way, man. Because, you know, throughout the process, yeah. she, really, she really helped me a lot also, man. Because. UCLA is the school that I really actually liked because the guy that the coach at the time was Coach Matthews and he came to see me and we just we just chopped it up, we talked and you know, I really liked what he was saying and you know, being able to text with Nyra, she was telling me the good, she was telling me the bad thing, she was being honest with me and you know, I big shout out to her for that. But uh so another reason was really Pierre Jackson, man. Um once again, big shout out to Pierre Jackson also, man, because he took me under his wing to be honest. And you know, every time I had a question, he answered, he was quick to answer. Um, he he kind of gave me advice about how to play in the Big 12, uh, playing against those big teams, those Hall of Fame coaches. You know, he gave me advice to how to approach certain games and to, to to just be myself. You know, to not to not dwell because I came from JUCO to to take a step back, but just to mm-hmm. know to take take a step forward. And 
I and see. I, no, I, no, I, I see him when you went to uh, when you went to Baylor, like immediately you made a big impact, right? So tell me, like, how how was that mentally, physically? Because you know, as uh, you you go in there your first year and did one, you know, and you know you got two years and already got you know you made a big impact. How was that mentally, physically for you? I think I was really just confident, man. I was really confident coming on campus. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I remember um, when the season was over Juco my sophomore year, uh, I stayed over there a little bit more and I worked out. And, you know, like, I, I was really in, like, I was really in the trenches. Like, I was really in there. I was really working out. Like, I was isolated. And, you know, I, I said to myself, like, I picked Baylor for a reason and I wanted to go over there and, you know, make an, make an impact immediately, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, some people have a saying that you want to prove people wrong, but I never wanted to really prove people wrong. I always wanted to prove that I was right. You know what I'm saying? So um, when I went over there, man, it was just, man, it was just about locking in and, you know, doing what I know I'm capable of doing and just taking it one day at a time, getting to know my teammates. Uh, I know at the time I had two NBA draft guys. So I had Isaiah Austin and Corey Jefferson. And I know coming in, I have to make sure those guys drafted also you know I got to do my part but I also got to make sure those guys end up being drafted because at the time they were my big men and I'm coming in as a point guard so you know it was it was it was just really about confidence uh, the coaches gave me a lot of confidence like I told you I was Juco and we already watching film so imagine when I got on campus what we were doing so it was just it was just constant 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 improvement constant grinding and you know I just got a hang of it. Est-ce que tu game qui est mémorable? À Baylor, que tu te rappelles, que tu as toujours te rappelé de toute ta vie, genre? Il y a beaucoup de matchs que j'ai joué que je pourrais me rappeler pour de vrai, mais je pense qu'un qui stand out le plus, c'est euh, Kansas State. Quand j'ai, euh, à Kansas State, quand j'ai fait le triple double. Euh, cette game-là, j'ai fait un triple double, puis la fois pourquoi ça tient le plus, c'est parce que Kansas State me recrutait euh, sortant du coup. Puis j'avais un match, je me rappelle, j'avais un match, mais j'étais blessé, mais j'ai quand même joué un match parce que Kansas State venait me regarder. Puis euh, après ce match-là, j'ai mal, mal joué, j'étais blessé, j'ai mal joué, mais là, c'était au poche tout, you know? Puis euh, le coach de Kansas State, il y a back-off, l'en fait, tu comprends? Et alors, quand je suis arrivé à Baylor, je savais que j'allais rencontrer Bruce Weber, j'allais rencontrer euh, à Manhattan, so, cette game-là, je me suis réveillé, puis j'ai fini avec un triple double. Puis ça, c'était une des games où je me suis rappelé it felt good. It felt good. Yeah. Like you said before, <laughs> before when you were, um, you know, playing with, with a potential NBA draft picks, you know, um, to yeah. tell us that experience, right? That playing with, playing with potential NBA draft picks and, and what you have to do, you know, every game before the game, I don't know, after the game, how it was around them. Because for sure, that had like a lot of, you know. It's, 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 it's crazy and it's amazing at the same time, man. Like when you get to watch those guys grow every day, man, like you, you just, you just, you see, you see Washington Wizards there. You see, and you see a lot, a bunch of NBA teams every practice. So at the practices, you know, it's a lot of scouts. They come and they're surrounding the gym and they they watching those guys practice. And for me to sit back sometimes and just watch those guys perform and just go hard every day was just amazing, man. Because you know that those guys knew that their dreams was gonna get gonna get realized. You know, they knew that their dreams was around the corner, and you know they just had to do a couple push and. For me to support those guys, to help those guys stay stay locked in, and uh, you know, certain games when they had a bad game, sometimes it was difficult because you know sometimes when you get a bad game and the scouts there, you're like, okay, he might back off. But you know, as a point guard and you know, as the leader of the team at that time, I just wanted to keep those guys heads up, uh, keep those guys motivated every game to get new challenges, and you know, that, that's what I did, and uh, it worked. 
and then and then right after Baylor, you declare for the draft. But that was your. But before last we get year. to Baylor, I want to talk about you played against Kentucky. And that, uh, yeah, and you, you went off still. And you played against uh, the Twins, uh, Rant, like, yeah, walk, walk us through that, please, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to know. That, that, that's, that was one of the best games also, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that, that's what I was picking for, the Kansas State <laughs> game or the Kentucky game. Yeah. But, you know, that game against Kentucky was crazy, man. You know, like, the, the, the juice that was pumping inside our veins was just crazy. I could see everybody's hype. And it was at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Big, you big ass stadium. Yeah. Joint was huge, you know what I'm saying? So it was just amazing, man. And it was in Dallas, so our fans was there, and Kentucky fans was there as well, man. So just being able to, to step on that floor, man, and walk and and walk and shake Calipari's hand, I was like, man, this guy coached Derrick Rose. This guy coached this guy. He coached. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I'm I'm really playing against this guy today. And I look across me, I see Julius Randle, uh, really Collie Stein, the Harrison twin, James yeah. Young. So that team was loaded, and I'm like, man, I've got to take advantage of this opportunity, you know? And, you know, like like I was telling you guys earlier about the kill list that I had started building in Juco. That was one of the things I was doing also at Baylor, and I kept carrying this on throughout my career. And, you know, it's helped me. And Kentucky was one of them, too. And uh, that day I wanted to attack them. I wanted to, to be aggressive. And uh, I knew all those guys were going to the NBA. I knew, I knew it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So – what what I got you know I got some I don't got nothing to lose against you guys so I'm gonna go exactly. in there and just perform and y'all they were not, they were ranked number three at the time so you know it was just big you know being being able to see my brother my brother was my brother came to the game so playing in front of him on that stage man that was the most incredible thing for me and uh, without your um, during your two years who would you say is the toughest guys guy that you had to guard man in the twelve it was a lot of guys man. Like, it was no guy that was tougher than the other, to be honest, because everybody was different. Mm-hmm. All the point guards I've played against was different. Marcus Smart was a different point guard than Monte Morris from Iowa State. You know what I'm saying? That's two different point guards. Yeah. Uh, but but all those guards, was man, it was just amazing. To bat- cause every night was a battle. You couldn't take a night off. The night you take off, he's going to kill you. Yeah. So you could never take a night off, man. Either you go to TCU, you can't take the night off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that was that was one of the challenges I really wanted going to Baylor, being able to play on the big stage, play against these Hall of Fame coaches, and uh, competing against the best, man. You know, I was able to compete against a number one draft picks, Andrew Wiggins. I was able to compete against Joel Embiid. And, you know, that, that's, what, that's what you look forward to as a kid. Yeah. When you grow up and you see those big talents, you want to be on that stage with those guys. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, like, after Baylor – when you were like, tell us after Baylor, what, what, what was your mindset? Where was everything? What, what were you looking at to do after? I just, I just wanted to get some draft workouts in, man. I just wanted to get as, as prepared as I could for the NBA draft workouts, man. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did a few workouts, you know, I, I feel like the, my best workout was actually the Atlanta Hawks workout. Uh, Devin Booker was in that workout. And, you know, I was able to see like his elite shooting, man. This, this guy was like, we had a drill where it was like seven spots and you had to make 25 shots on each spot. And it was like different shots, like pick and roll shots, uh, catch and shoot, uh, transition. And this guy was literally going like 22, at, at least 22 out of 25 for seven spots. And that's when I was really able to see like, yo, this guy was a flat out, you know, it was a flat out spot sniper. Then, so for how many teams did you work out for? I worked out for... 
I mean, there's one workout that we call like we call it a pro day. So pro day is like like a bunch of teams that comes out and just watches uh like at least six of us. And it was in LA, and you know most of the teams in the NBA was there during that workout. It was probably like 25, 25, 30 teams. And how was the experience uh, in the summer league? I know you played for Portland. How was that experience? Man, it was huge, man. I, I got to learn so much. And, you know, just like one time, you know, the first time I actually met Dame, uh, he just walked in and, you know, I'm looking at Dame Lillard. Like, Yo, yeah, Dame, Dame Dollar. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, he walked in, man. And, you know, you could see that this guy was about his business, man. So he walked in, he shook everybody in, he introduced himself, man. He really was a real professional guy. And, you know, just watching him work out, man, you see the intensity he was going at, man. This guy was like, He was practicing as if it was a game, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it kind of translates to all those guys that was watching, you know, including me. And I was really, 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 really surprised by, by the energy that he was really putting into that workout. It was, it was a quick, like, 50 minutes, but it was, like, 50 minutes. The way he worked out, it looked like it was three hours, the way he came out, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So that's how intense he was. And just quickly, can you give a message to the youth how you need to be professional at that level? Man, it's crazy that you even mentioned that because, uh, you know, I think even professional young, you know, and I think that's one thing in our generation, Kenny, that you can even say, like, when we was younger, we were we weren't professional. Like, we was done playing and we'll go home. Yeah. The, only, the, the guy that I've, to be honest, the guy that I've seen that was really professional, it was uh, our team Quebec year, U17, Simon Bibo. Yes, he was, yeah. Man, I watched him and I kind of paid attention to what he was doing, but this guy was real, a real professional guy at 18. So that was crazy for me, the way he stretched. He had his stretching routines. He had his protein shake. He over there eating burgers. He's over there eating <laughs> salads. Yeah, at the time that's he was nice. already yeah, eating salads true. and yeah, eating things yeah. like that. And, you know, to me, now that I look at it, I'm like, yo, this guy was already taking care of his body at an early age. And, you know, I think you can start that really early. You don't need to turn professional to be professional. Mm -hmm. um so after um all your workouts uh tell us like so what happened like after all those workouts you did you know what led you to go play pro overseas i mean i've seen that the doors of the nbas you know they, they were just you know they were just 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 waiting i was just being patient just waiting and waiting and you know it, it didn't happen so i said to myself you know i want to be able to take because my main goal wasn't wasn't just to like as a kid your dream is to be able to support your family you know what i'm saying And that was my dream. My dream was really to be able to, to, yeah. to provide and support my family while doing the thing that I love. Yeah. And, you know, being able to pick up that orange basketball was really a blessing to me. And it was actually my ticket. I was able to, to actually use that, you know, as a train and just be able to, 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 to use it to help my family and uh, support them and do things for myself as well. But also being able to see the world. I think people kind of, you know, kind of misconfused the, the opportunity you get to go play overseas, man. Being able to go play overseas is big. You get to see the world, man. You get to see things you've never seen before. Things you probably see on Google, you get to see it in person. And um, I, I was really grateful and uh, fortunate to play in two, uh, two, actually three great places, three great countries. And, uh, you know, I was able to experience, learn, and, uh, you know, I kept growing every day. Mm -hmm. That's good. And which year would you say is your, was your best year? Or now your fifth year, that's your best year so far? My best year, I'll say, it was last year in France. My best year, yeah, I think it was last year in France, man. I think that year, I mean, it was my first year in France, actually. And 
I wanted to make an impact immediately, and I came in, and I was, I was, I was just going crazy that year, man. Mm-hmm. And now I know now you're playing first division, if I'm correct. Yeah. 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 So, tell us, like, like you said, your best year was last year, which led you to play first division this year. What what was different between all those years? I guess what you, your off season. What did you do differently? What did you? How'd you go into the season? Met like yeah. I mean, I don't think anything really changes, man. Like we go way back to all my like to, to, since JUCO. I think I kept the same routine, man. Like when I like I'm gonna give you an example. And when I when I was JUCO, uh, I said to myself I wanted to, to to build a routine, and you know I wanted to try a routine for two weeks, and that routine ended up lasting for eight years now so i've just been been staying on that routine and you know just staying at it uh staying sharp staying mentally ready staying physically prepared and you know that that's what i did i do every summer man i just put myself in the in the best shape i can and put myself in position to have a successful season and 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 can you talk a little bit about your off season what do you do to improve every year man like I do I do basketball, but I do a lot of studying, man. I do a lot of, of of watching different players. What can I add to my game? What what could I've done this year that I that I need to add throughout the summer? And you know, I think you can learn every day. Every you know, every day you can learn from everybody. And one thing you know, I've been able to do over my five years being professional was to ask questions. That's something I was never doing, and I've been always you know I've been doing that for the last five years. I've been professional and asking a lot of questions like, how do you do this move? How do you break this down? How do you break the pick and roll? How do you how do you how are you able to play with a big man that's athletic and another one that's not athletic? You know, I, I just asked a lot a lot of those questions, and I picked I pick a lot of brains from the guys that did it before me, man. And you know, me playing in Spain, I was able to play against a lot of former NBA players, a lot of former guys that won championship. I played against draft picks, and you know, just just being able to sit with those guys and ask them questions and pick their brains, man. It's been it's been a blessing and a discussion. And um, and and how do you stay active during the quarantine? It, it's gonna be funny, but I don't I don't really I don't really go crazy like that. Like training wise, I don't really go crazy. I really just I've been expanding my brain, just you know, working mentally, and uh, just staying focused and knowing what I'm what I need to do when you know things get cleared out. But you know, right now I'm just really enjoying time with family. Uh, usually I never get to come that early. So for me, it's something new. And I'm just enjoying time with my nieces, my brother, my mom. And, you know, I'm just taking advantage of the opportunity to, to just, you know, spend time with them, enjoy them. And, you know, I know there's some crazy going on in the world right now, but, you know, you can find some positivity throughout the day just by doing some positive things. And for me, it's spend time with them. No, facts, facts, facts. I believe that. No, for real. So, like, right now, so, like you said, you're playing pro. Um, your next season, what do you look more forward to going into next season? If, you know, there is next, I guess there is, you know, a season or depending on what goes on. I mean, you're trying, just, just right now, I'm not even really thinking about that, but definitely, you know, when time comes, you had, you definitely want to think about what you want to do yeah. and where you, where would you like to go? Where would you end up? What are the possibilities, you know, options, uh, where do you fit? You know, a lot of a lot of things come to mind and come to the question when you're making a decision about what you want to do next. Mm-hmm. And you know, you 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 want to do what's best for you at the same time, also. You know what I'm saying? So, right now, you know, I'm not really thinking about that because I know I, I have an agent that works for me, and you know, he's just taking care of that. But right now, I'm just you know, just like I said, I've been expanding my brain and just. 
coming up with new projects, new plans, new ideas, and you know, just just breaking things down that I'm that I really don't have time to do throughout the season because I'm so locked in and okay, this game I need to get my workouts and I need to do this. So I don't really think about ideas and things I could come up with. And I think this time has been a little bit of a blessing for me because I'm able to sit down and write some ideas down and talk about them. Uh, talk, call people and ask them, like, what did you do when you had to do this? And, you know, that's been a blessing for me. I hear that, I hear that, I hear that. Oh, that's, that's good. And normally you spend your off-season in Montreal or you go in the States or what do you do during your off Like, where do you spend your off-season? I, I do. I'm mostly here. Uh, like I said, I try to spend as much time with family, man. When you leave here, you're like, you leave for 10 months and you don't come back. So yeah. when you get that little summer, that little two month during the summer, you want to spend as much time with family. But you know, uh, I've been I've, last couple summers I've went to Houston. I also got a guy over there when I work out with, and uh, you know, we're just we're just able to spend time with my former teammates, Royce, uh, Motley, and those guys, and I just work out with them. And I just go out there and I just pick some guys' brains, ask questions, you know, yeah. work out, learn. And I, but most of the time, I'm here in Montreal. Okay, I want to know, like, I just want you to give a little message out to the kids, you know, the youth coming up, you know, going through experiences that, that you went through, you know, playing with, playing in the, in the league in Montreal, playing at JUCO, playing, uh, you know, one of the toughest uh, leagues, you know, in prep, uh, playing for Baylor, having NBA workouts, playing professional, you know, all those experiences that you have, right? Give them, I want you to give a message to the youth of how to, it, who, maybe there's a kid out there who wants to be, you know, follow that path, you know, tell them what, like, give a message to what they should be doing at either young age or, you know. I think, man, at an early age, I mean, the good thing about it now in this today's generation is just that they're able to, to make a decision early. You know, when we was younger, we were just thinking about, oh, let's go hoop, let's go hoop. But now, you yeah. know, you could be like, you could, now you could be like, okay, this is exactly what I want to do. And all you got to do as a kid is just put your mind into it, man. As long as you put your mind into it, you put the time in, you put your effort. And uh, nowadays, I see a lot of parents supporting their kids. I'm not saying that our parents wasn't at our time, but, you know, they had, they had that bigger responsibilities. And we understood that. But, you know, nowadays, you have a lot of kids where their parents are able to take them to the gym or able to bring them yeah. back. And, you know, it's a little easier. To, you yeah. know, the, 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 platform, the platform is a little, is a little easier for them to access. So, you know, to yeah. be honest, it's just, I'll, I'll tell them to just to lock in, man. To, if that's what you want to do, it's not going to be an easy road. You're going to hit, you're going to hit a lot of roadblocks throughout the road. But this is going to be how you respond, how, how, how you're able to bounce back, um, how, how tough are you mentally. And, uh, you know, basketball, people, people kind of see basketball as just a game where you just go out there and play. Basketball is bigger than that, man. Basketball is about your attitude. It's about uh, how you how you handle yourself. Uh, it's a lot of things that come into that. And um, do do you have any plans after basketball? Are you thinking about that, or you already know? I'm gonna think about that in five, six years when I'm done playing. Uh, it came to mind for sure. I, for sure, it came to mind. But you know, I, I never really, really, really thought about what I really wanted to do. But I definitely want to do something related to sports. Uh, I want to do something for kids. That's that's one of my main things, especially kids coming from upbringings like like me and uh, coming from uh, tough neighborhoods. And uh, I definitely want to be able to support them in some way. But I really don't know what I want to do yet. Um, you know, me, I've always been focused on, on, on my goal and, and my destination. And, you know, when time comes, I'll definitely think about it. 
Uh, for real, no. And Kenny, like I said, man, you you are you know rising star, you know rising star from you know back in the day, and you're still doing things that are you know amazing, you know. And for real, that's what I appreciate about you is that you know you're still going at it, so grand, and you know knowing that you could do whatever you want to do, you know. Basically, you know, so like I appreciate you, you know, coming on here and you know helping us, you know, understand your path and your your journey that man. you went through, you know. It's, it's it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing, man. Anytime I get a chance to talk to a kid or to ask me a question, man, I'm always, you know, willing to answer, willing to give advice, willing to share my experiences, you know, because I've seen it. I've played against the best. I've, you know, I've went at them. I've, I've, I've played with some of the best, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I was able to learn throughout the process and I was able to, 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 to take some ideas and take some pointers from everybody. And I just want to spread them out to everybody else. Merci, merci d'avoir accepté notre invitation, Mendus. Avec cette interview, moi, j'ai appris, c'est sûr, ça t'a appris beaucoup de choses. Puis c'est sûr, les, perso les personnes qui vont, qui vont écouter cette interview-là, ils vont apprendre, c'est sûr. So, merci d'avoir accepté notre invitation. Uh, puis... No doubt, man, no doubt, man. Before you go, you know, we got a little game that we want to play with you. You know, a little quick right. game. Yo, Kenny. Okay, so you have three guys, okay? You need to start one. Bench one and cut one, okay? So let's say you have to play a two-on-two. Two. Who are you going to cut? Pierre Jackson, that's one. The second one is uh, Worth O'Neill, the guy who played for the okay. uh, Utah Jazz. And the third one is okay. the guy who played for uh, Brooklyn Prince. Okay. So who are you going to bench? Who are you going to cut? Who are you going to start? So I got to bench, cut, and start. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to cut... Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I, I love all three of them guys. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm a cut. I'm a cut. I'm a cut. TP. Damn. He just he just signed an it inspection. <laughs> I know, man. I know. I hate. I had to do that to him. But I'm a cut Torian, and I'm a I'm a bench Royce, and I'm a keep P Dak. I'm a keep Pierre. Okay. Shit. Okay. Okay. That's 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 really good. Okay. And um, and, 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 and I, I, I kind of I, I, I figured Pierre Jackson is almost is damn near unguardable. So that's true. <laughs> and a last question: Can you name your top five, like from each position? So PGs, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, that, center. That I that, that I played with, or yeah, that you, that you play with, that you play with, that I played with. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, at the point, I'll say Mike Kabongo. Uh, yeah, I'm putting Mike Kabongo at my point. I know he can get in that paint, kick it out. Yeah, he can hoop. I'm going to have Kenny spot up a little bit, knock down some step backs. You know you know what he do. Uh, at, at the three, I'm going to let them play one-on-one -on -one for it, but it's going to be either Torian Prince or Royce O'Neal. And at the four, I'm gonna have uh, Jonathan Motley. He was my roommate at Baylor. And uh, at the five, I have uh, Isaiah Austin, man. That's big Isaiah big Austin, big. yeah. Big. Oh, That's one big question big I got, was Isaiah, yeah, was that Austin, yeah. So we all know like the whole thing that, you know, the fortune that happened, you know, but you know, how was it playing with him? I really wanna know like playing with a guy like him and, you know, and you, I don't know if you guys you still keep in touch, you know, like how's your relationship with them, you know, off the court too? Oh, that's my brother, man. Like, even like, 
yesterday I was just on the phone with him and you know like our relationship goes deeper than basketball and uh that's one guy I really really like we we FaceTime really often we talk and you know we just we just talk about life man and you know to see to see to see what he went through especially throughout the draft with the with the morphine syndrome and all that situation to see how he bounced back and now able to play and was playing in China you know it's just amazing to see his story and you know to see how he's grown and uh uh, he's handled the situation, and uh, one thing you, one thing I could tell you about Zay, he's he just he just never backs down. You know, he accepts every challenge, and uh, we're talking about a guy that I play with a guy that he has one eye. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's amazing. And for me coming in, that was a little bit tough because I I knew I couldn't throw him any kind of any kind of passes, so I had to get myself adjusted for that. But you know, I know I know we gonna work. We was gonna make it work out, and uh, our relationship, like I said, goes deeper than basketball to this day. That's for real, for real. Now, again, once again, man, yo, for real, Kenny, thanks for being on here. You know, we appreciate it. Man, you know? Anytime, anytime, fellas, anytime, fellas, man. All right, man, and to uh, and to our subscribers listening, don't forget to subscribe on all platforms. Once again, I'm Seth Amoa, aka Essay. I'm Kenny, aka KGL, aka Freaky. <laughs> and stay tuned for episode 4